Welcome to Cancelled. We've done it. We did it. We made it all the way through. It's all been, the way through. It's been tough. There have been some trials and tribulations. Oh boy, have there been. But we are at season, episodes 21 and 22. It's all behind us. <laughs> of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Kat Barbadoro is here. Hi. How's things outside um, of this show? Yeah, things are good. Um, we're in the second week of production on my TV show. Um, nice. Yeah, it's been... Going well. I feel like we're get every show is better than the one before it. So Perfect. I saw by s- next year we'll be making <laughs> good television. No, it's I been saw, good. It's been I fun. saw some tweet or something you said. Did you get like something about like someone who uh, messages a television show? Nine oh times? yeah, <laughs> crazy people, crazy people. So um, yes, yeah, so we air like during the week, and that's after the news on the CW. So like that, and that's the one that like counts for us for ratings. Right. But a lot more people watch it because it's on right after SNL on NBC. Right. So like season premiere of SNL, a bunch of people watch that. Yeah. So we got like a lot of like web traffic and stuff from that show, sure. which is awesome. It's a great advertisement for like watching yeah, during the week. Of course. But. A ton of fucking crazy people sent us Facebook messages <laughs> right after that SNL show. And so, yeah, we had... Like mad Facebook messages? Or? Um, one was a guy... I'm afraid they're going to find this because they're internet people. Sure. But uh, one was a guy who want, who is casting himself on our show. Sure. Um, first, his wife sent us a message like, you should cast my husband. <laughs> and then he sent us a message. Nice. Um, so he wants to be on the show. Sure. And then the other one we got was one guy who sent like 40 messages over the span of like two hours wow. of about how like we need to go back to California and like get out of Austin. Oh man. Uh, like Austin used to be cool and you're ruining yeah, it. Yeah, Which yeah, like yeah. how, how can you listen to a word Brian Gar says and be like, go back to California. Like <laughs> yeah, what on yeah, earth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. Yeah. So it was awesome. So oh, like it, I can't it was a wait fun to time. See Gar so I can just yell at him to go back to California <laughs> with highfalutin accent right yeah it's oh, fucking great yeah no it's it a lot of fun but yeah uh, be- most people on the internet have been very nice um there was somebody on reddit didn't like us but they said i was pretty so it's okay oh, perfect. so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. have uh, you been ah uh, good i worked uh, <laughs> i was working my bar job the other night next to a uh, pretty wild juggalo oh. party concert something uh, Wait, at your bar? Next door. The next bar door. next door to mine. Oh my god. We were did we did open mic and then the karaoke at my bar and next door was Oh, at at, uh, at, at Beerland. Okay. Next door to Elysium was the Juggalo. Got night. it. And uh first off, if you've never done open mics while like being heckled by the chant of family and whoop whoop <laughs> over and over, apparently there's like they do comedy at the gathering and That's, like real yeah. comics have done like I know Jimmy Rose has done it. it. Yeah, 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 like I can't imagine. like uh anyway. Uh, <laughs> I will say this and uh, I had zero problems with any of them. They were all very polite, sure. nice. No, like I didn't. We had more problems with the drunks coming over from the Danzig show that was down the street the oh, other direction yeah. than any amount of trouble <laughs> coming from those people. They were just doing their thing. Uh, my girlfriend went over and was like, like she didn't have to pay for a ticket or anything, but like the door guys, I know all the door guys yeah, yeah. let her in, and she was like, I've never seen like she went over like Jane Goodall. She was like, I've never seen them in her own environment. I <laughs> yeah, have to know. Uh, I'd be really interested. She was like, it was great. They were all super sweet. She was like, hey, can I take a picture? They'd be like, sure, and they pose and whatever. That's and, awesome. Like, yeah, so uh, I I am in the pro juggalo camp now. <laughs> Good for them. 
You could do Gathering of Although the Juggalos. I, did, I, I bet you'd do well I, on that. I didn't perform, but I have been. You've been? I went oh, wow. seven years ago, eight years ago. I thought I you were going to go seven times. No, no. I went seven times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you haven't seen my tattoos? I just have a bunch of hash marks for all the times I've been to the Gathering. No. I went once. I will say this. like It's not like whatever, but like... I had a blast as far as like yeah. being at a place where the, it's an open air drug market. Sure, there's no police people. <laughs> Literally, there's a bridge where they just sell drugs. Uh, there's a fucking helicopter rides and carnival rides yeah. and wrestling and fucking whatever. I imagine it's like probably a lot like a county fair. Yeah, but just but like you know if if. Everyone in there was a carny. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone there was running no the rides. No all customers. Carnies. Nailed it. Uh, kind Sweet. of great. Uh, let's <laughs> anyway, get, let's get we in. could do a whole podcast about Gathering of the Juggalos. Oh, we I'm should sure probably. We, I'm sure there's five of them. <laughs> oh, already. I bet. Uh, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. This is so. uh, continuing <laughs> on this bullshit. All right, that they were talking about the other ones were three parters. Yeah, the three parter. This, this this first one. This is one the end technically of the three, is the third of the three parter. Wherein nothing is resolved Where from the first the three. The fourth episode is the continuation of these three episodes. Yeah. Then you're just doing an arc at this point. You don't need yeah. to be... Uh, yeah, that you, I think you said that last week. But like, yes, that even more to that point, the, fine, the season finale is just the end of this arc. Right. Yeah, like, it, it, a three-parter like, still kind of doesn't make sense if they had resolved it in the third part. Right. But they don't even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just more kind of nothing happening. Oh, man. But just like a lot of like, remember how dire things are. And then it's a fucking, it's such a, it's almost, it's a letdown that it's fucking happy endings for everything. Son of a bitch. So again, th- since these are kind of all, yeah. we can just kind of talk about the two Yeah, because they're not. They're, they're not two yeah. separate episodes. Um, it opened. All right. So the where we left last week is a Simon. All right. So she's dying in the hospital. Uh, the brother's still kidnapped, and Simon yelled at the press. Has, yeah. Uh, Deal Hewley's character yelled at the press, and the line is, no wonder they want to kill us. I live here, and I want to kill us. Um, which isn't even that, like, impressive of a snarky, angry, no. old, like, line to make. Like, you're, com- you're a comedian. You should have something better than that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I fucking love Steven Weber so much and so much in these two episodes. At one point, he's like, what do you think I should – like, Simon's like, what do you think I should do? And he's like, I think you should kill yourself. Yeah. But he says it in like – like, he's clearly kidding, but he doesn't let down at all that he's yeah. kidding. Like, it's a very deadpan delivery. I just uh, – everything he does in these two episodes are fantastic. Yeah, and it like – it's really one of the only things going on that I'm – Entertained Even by. Interesting. There's a part in the beginning of this episode where, like, so he's come, so Stephen Weber's come to him and tell him he has to apologize. And he's like, I'm not apologizing. And, uh, he's, and Stephen Weber says, Spar with me all you want, but before dawn, you're going to apologize. Yeah. Uh, I would have watched that episode that was just the two of them in an office in a room. debating and, like, going back and forth about why he should or should not apologize and the bigger themes thereof. Yeah. I would have watched the shit out of that episode uh, compared to what the fuck we actually got. Yeah. Well, I I feel like, and again, I, maybe this is because it's a fucking four parter. But like, we took so long to get to the flash, like why there are flashbacks, which right. is basically that, like the uh, Matt Albee would not apologize, and right. so he quit his job over it because they wanted to, him to apologize, and like Wes had to apologize in a press release for this the Hollywood government like, sketch like pitching movie ideas after yeah, 9/11 or whatever yeah which seems sketch. like honestly very tame like i don't know well, why that's a tame. problem and also to the to the point where it was like there's a point where like uh uh what's his name Bradley Whitford's like going to like walk 
yeah. or whatever to back up Matt. And they're like, we're really going to the deck over this. And it's like, I want to stand with Matt, but I haven't seen the sketch. And right. I can only base it on what you're talking about and the history of your other sketches. It should probably be cut because it probably stinks like right. all of these fucking sketches. I do. I respect. I feel like at this point, Aaron Sorkin has realized that he cannot write sketch comedy and has just given up and is like, yeah, I'm, we're going to talk about this sketch. I am not going to write he it. He has given up any ghost of showing a moment of these sketches. Yeah. They don't exist. Yeah. There's a pitch of like whatever the title of the fucking yeah. sketch is and that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is like, which is wise because his sketches is, are fucking bad. Which is wise, but then also don't make this fucking show then. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you can't write a single comedy sketch and I'll give you this you don't even have to write a whole sketch you really only have to write about 15 seconds right. of the sketch and you then write cut to the one back joke scenes. that's all you ugh, it makes me so well, mad that, I mean that's the thing is joke. like if you're going to do that then you show behind the scenes of the show this is not about a show anymore it hasn't been for like five episodes yeah no 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 this there has not been a, a sketch comedy show even happening in the background <laughs> like that's the thing is like it'd be it would be okay with me if he if he tried it recognized it was not his forte right. I mean Ideally, he would hire fucking comedy writers, writers to write him some sketches. <laughs> but, but like, if you do that and then you're like, okay, well, then we're just going to do everything backstage. Right. That would be okay. None of this is happening while a comedy show There's is going on. Nothing. No one's writing a comedy show. It's they're not, just... They're not talking about the show. No. Not, that's... I, like... I was watching this, uh, I was like watching this uh, on my lunch break at work, and like uh, my coworker, who's never seen it, mm. was watching it. And it was the it was one of the parts where it's uh, Nate Cordry and the There's guy the who I still guy. think is imaginary because he just disappears <laughs> at the end. <laughs> he, could, he could totally be imaginary. <laughs> uh, also, by the way, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. A complete psychopath. Yes. Because a one, monster. A monster. <laughs> at one point, uh, they finally go to Nate, Cord- uh, to Nate Cordry, uh, horny lawyer, and yeah. Matt Albee and, and uh, Stephen Weber all go to him and tell him the plan of, yeah. like, we're going to, uh, you know, we have this guy. And also, in that scene, they're like, okay, so horny lawyer's firm, they don't call her holy horny lawyer, <laughs> they go, horny lawyer's firm represents a uh, company that does kidnapping negotiation, that does, a K- that does K&R work, yeah. and Nate Cordry's like, kidnap and ransom? How does everyone know what that yeah. fucking term means? Everybody, <laughs> every single person they've talked to, Simon, Timothy Buffield, they all know <laughs> fucking exactly what that company is and yeah. what they do, and it drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, but so, so he's like, they're like, they give him the idea, and then he walks back into the room where the Air Force guy is in it, and he's like, "What happened?" And he's like, uh, uh, "You know, they're gonna, they have this plan or whatever." And, he, and the Air Force guy's like, "They have any uh, vinyl stores here?" Yeah. He's like, what? He's like, "Yeah, you know, like record stores, but for like vinyl." I'm trying to find this one really rare. And like Frank, Frank Sinatra, and, and I really love Nate Cordry. He's like, I don't care. Like he just says it, he says it exactly like that. It's the delivery is so perfect. He's like I don't, what? Like he's so confused by what's happening. And then the are guy's, you really asking me this? Yeah, is yeah, this it's it's just your question. Crazy. And then the guy's like, Yeah, don't do that thing with the K and R stuff. Yeah. And it's what? Like, huh? He like, also I feel does, like he just. Are you trying to confuse him purposely? I don't understand. He also does the same thing the doctor did in the last episodes we were talking about, where like. It's the afterthought that she had the baby. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. she had the baby. Like when they're talking about how she's bleeding or whatever. Right. He does the same thing where he is on the phone with apparently the army, right. <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, and they're yeah. getting, they're basically getting the word that they've extracted the, the brother. Yeah, the yeah. brother. The brother's gonna be saved. 
And like he doesn't lead with that. Like no. he does not lead with your brother's okay. No, he says like, okay, but you want to take the phone for a minute? Like, yeah, he's like, like yeah, yeah. Uh. And then he's like, do you want to talk to your brother? Which is like, okay, good, he's still alive. Yeah. But it still doesn't like. Yeah, it's you say like, he's on a Blackhawk. We got him. Like we got your brother. He's safe. Would you like to talk to him? Right. That's the sentence. It's not even a sentence. It's what it is. Is you pick up the phone, you right. find out he's safe. You go one second. Your brother's it's okay. Yeah, just yeah. a minute. And then you go, <laughs> like that's what you do. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. He buries the lead. He's the, he's <laughs> you would not worst. believe. He's such a piece of shit. At one point, like he's going back and forth with Nate Cordy because Nate Cordy's like thinking about engaging this K and R guy or whatever, and uh, he's telling him like it's crazy. You don't you don't debate. You know, it's like you don't f- fund the enemy. Blah blah mm. blah. Uh, Nate Cordy's like, oh, that's fine. Except for one thing, like this is my brother, and I don't care about any of this other horse yeah. shit. Which is like, <laughs> okay, I agree with that. But then fucking, he's like, he says, uh, that, like they go, they go off his tangent a little bit. They see Simon on the TV, and the Air Force guy's like, oh, he really stepped into it this time, huh? Yeah. And Nate Cordy's like, yeah, dealing with the press can be pretty tough. And then Air Force guy goes, I don't know. I've spent my entire adult life dealing with people who are trying to kill me. Have you? Because your job appears to be talking to family members <laughs> yeah. and being really shitty. At well, it. maybe that's who wants to kill him because he's so <laughs> fucking bad at his job. He's people have attempted murder because there's, of how terrible he is. There's so much shit going off the rails in these two episodes. Uh, so she's still bleeding, and it's yeah. getting worse. Like well, this she, is. I, go ahead. Like the basically the the end of my anecdote was I was watching oh, this oh, at I work. Yeah, oh no, sorry. no, it's okay. But like it, it plays into this is like yeah. I was and he was like I thought this was about a sketch comedy show, <laughs> and I was like it, it was, was at some point because like, yeah, yeah. it's just four this episodes. long scene of like extra, how are we going to extract the breath? Like it's like yeah. wasn't this about a comedy show at some point? <laughs> like what the fuck is this? Not anymore, and to the point of like. Like, I don't even know if it knows... Like, it's trying to be a medical drama. It's trying to be, like, a kind of political thing. And then a soap opera. Uh, Like, the medical drama is so bad. They can't, like... She just keeps having one thing go wrong on top of the other. So, like, she has a kid. She won't stop bleeding. They put her under anesthesia to fix the thing. But now that, like, they have to... That didn't work, so they got to give her a bunch of, like, some, like, coagulant drug or whatever. Yeah, yeah, clotting Uh, whatever. Yeah, clotting agents. And then she's like, okay, we got the blood to stop, but now she's got an infection. Yeah. And it just keeps throwing stuff on top of this. Uh, and, like, he keeps having to drag information out of that dude. She's, he's like, the, the guy's like, you know, it's going to be fine. We, she's very strong and healthy. She should be fine, like, whatever. And then he's like, what are, like, what are the chances of this going bad or whatever? And he's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. And he's like, what are the chances? It's like oh, like twenty five percent, which aren't good. Then he's like, <laughs> then he's like, what? Uh, what's her category? What's yeah. her category? He's like, what? He's like, you know, you categorize patients. He's stable, like stable, whatever. It's like, oh, she's critical. <laughs> they would have told you that. I yeah. promise you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it makes me so angry. And then, oh, all right. I'm sorry. I got a fucking. They're in the waiting room, and uh, it's him. It's Bradley, Bradley Whitford, and uh, what's her name? Uh, fucking Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson, yeah. And she said, like, they're, like, he gets to the news, and he's doing a thing which I actually kind of enjoy his take of, like, not really telling her what's happening. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, she's she's gonna be fine, whatever. And then Sarah Paulson's like, all right, well, I'm gonna do some Juliette Lewis. God damn. This whole sequence. I don't understand. Like, they, in the, in the previous episode, they nailed the sort of telling inappropriate jokes yeah. and moment attention really well. And, and this then is this one is the complete insane. opposite of that. What, you're just going to start doing a sketch in here? I yeah. don't understand. Like, and, and talking like, in a voice? Like, what? And, out of, and 
also, it would have made even slightly more sense if she just did it. Like, if right. she just started doing the voice. She doesn't do the voice at all. She nope. just says she's going to, and then nothing happens. Until yeah. later, where she says the worst line I have ever heard. So he's, like, she's fucking, it's going down. She is not, like, it does not look like she's pulling out of this. Yeah. Uh, and she says to her, so uh, we've got two options. Sarah Paulson says to, to Bradley Whitford, we've got two options. I can either do more Holly Hunter, because apparently <sighs> she's just doing a ton of voices. Yep. Or I can teach you how to pray. And I was like, Holly Hunter, please just Holly Hunter. Like, I'm sure you're Holly Hunter. Terrible, Say Holly Hunter. But I would love if he was just like, Holly Hunter. She did it please. in a previous episode. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's true. not bad. I forgot her Holly Hunter. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, and then he, she goes to teach him how to. F- she this just world- wa- She wanders around just hoping. She's like, today's the day I'm mm. going to get to teach someone how to pray. Also, what is this world where she thinks people don't know how to pray? <laughs> Everyone gets it. You just sit there and you talk to God or whatever, right? <laughs> Like I think we know. As far as I know, apparently there's some very specific steps. Yeah. She like first you have to kneel, and he's like, I don't. Why do I have to? Like, can't I just sit here or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) And he does a he does a bit, and it's all Sorkin, obviously, but he does a bit of that, like like you say, atheism 101, where it's like, why would God have such an ego that I have to kneel or whatever? Yeah, yeah. She goes off on a shit about it's not about him; it's for you. You have to learn how to be humble. And then he says the thing, which I'm like, God damn right. Like, every once in a while, that annoying atheism reminds me of why, like, I'm kind of an atheist. Yeah. Not kind of, I'm totally atheist. <laughs> of, where he's like, I, what I don't get is, like, like, I'm praying to God for him to fix this situation. But, like, if God loves me, wouldn't he just fix it? Right. Like, why, why do I need to ask? Why does this make it? Why is this going to convince him? Right, right, right. And she's and lit, and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> she, she says, I don't know. Yeah. And then after he leaves, she's I like, also respect she that. literally says to God, <laughs> I know this isn't the time, but he he kind of had a point. Like, <laughs> she says that to God. <laughs> Fucking hey, this show's like. Ugh. I just feel like we already saw the she offers to teach someone how to pray scene. Why yeah. do we need it again? Like, one episode later. Like, I, we don't need this. I do think it's funny to... I, I I do feel like there's some sort of comedic merit to tagging the scene by talking to God. Yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of funny. Like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just felt so out of place oh, to for a sure. show that's never funny. Right, for sure. And it's, like, not funny in the show. But right. the idea of it is funny. <laughs> like, like, boy, can you believe that guy? Like, it's so corny that it's, like, funny if you address it to God, sort of. For sure. But then, like... Also in this episode, there's another, um, he's right behind me, isn't he? Uh, with where he yells about hating Arabs. And oh, then, I like, missed that entirely. What yeah, um, I think it's in the finale. Okay. I think it's in the beginning of the finale. Um, I'm sure I was looking at my phone Where it's a flat, it's a, like yeah, really no, I was like checked out for a lot of these. It, it's like a flashback to right before they do... Oh, the 911 yeah, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, like Simon's I think it's Bradley doing Whitford and, and Sarah Paulson. Right. And it's like the music cuts out right when he's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, says some loud things. He's like he well he's like because uh, it's right before nine eleven and they're like they're yelling about patriotism or whatever. He's right. like, Look, I'm Jewish. I wanted to kill Arabs longer than anybody. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it like yeah, yeah. cuts to like two frowning Arabic <laughs> guys and it's like, Come on. <laughs> this is your only joke. Like yeah. why? Uh, over and over again. Anyway, also what what apparently qualifies as a joke, right? Uh, is Simon's doing like warm up? That's happening right before like war. Oh well, my god! Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. And he's like, "You guys are afraid of getting blown up, huh?" Yes, I'm pretty afraid of getting blown up too. And then they cut like later. Sarah Paulson's like, 
You know, he did a joke about getting blown up, and it didn't go over well. That's because it wasn't a joke. That's not he a joke. He just said a sentence. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> funny about that. Oh, it made me so, like, mm. uh, there's also, like, lingo that I don't know to be comedy lingo at all. Uh, at one point, Sarah Paul, like, so there's the sketch, and the whole premise is, like, it's in the flashback, and there's this sketch about Hollywood or whatever, and Stephen Weber has promised Bradley Whitford and Matthew Perry that, like, standard practices will be there for the dress rehearsal, mm-hmm. the sales will be there for the dress rehearsal. If none of them have a problem with the sketch, then the sketch can go to air. Yeah. None of them have a problem with the sketch. But Sarah Paulson is still trying to talk him out of doing the sketch. Sure. And he says to her, uh, she says to him, do you know what a way homer is? And oh, I was, yeah. And I was like, no, never heard that term in my life. Uh, and she's I like, have, but only from, like, substitute teachers. <laughs> like, that's who says that a joke is a way homer. And apparently that means it's a joke that you don't get till the, uh, till till you're on, on the way, the way home. home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that to be an expression. That's it's used. not really. <laughs> uh, uh, but then she's like, she says, like, this isn't even a way homer. This is the... Like a next morninger. She says it's the opposite where you realize it wasn't wasn't funny funny. on the way home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, that's not my problem. Also, yeah, who gives a fuck? Which is right. I got a laugh in the room. I don't like it's already on TV. I'm done. Like, I did my job. uh, There's so, yeah. Also, by the way, I realized about halfway through, kind of maybe by the end of this episode, halfway through this finale, I feel like Sarah, uh, or not Sarah Paulson, Amanda Pete. Has not been in any of these episodes. No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, once she got out of the hospital, she does not exist. There's no like cuts of her on the machine beeping. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She's not in any of the flashbacks. It's not until the end. Uh, fuck it. She We're has spoiled. one more scene. She has one more scene, which felt so fucking tacked on and phony. Yeah, like it really felt like they like she was supposed to die. And they either found out they were getting canceled and didn't want to have an end on a downer or, like, got notes from the network or something. Because, ev- like, literally... I think you're right. I think I, it was it, a last-minute decision crazy, to not have right? her die. Because she, like... So, so uh, Horny Lawyer finally convinces Matthew Perry to tell Bradley Whitford to, like, get him to sign over... Like, get him to get her... I still fucking convoluted this shit. Uh, she gets Matthew Perry to tell Bradley Whitford to get Amanda <laughs> Pete to sign adoption some sort papers. of adoption papers so that he can have rights to this child should she die. Uh, and he's Matthew Perry's like, or Bradley Whitford's like, you know, she's was on an anesthesia, she's on a morphine drip, she's hopped out of her fucking mind. I'd be shocked if she knows where she is. Uh, will these papers even hold up in court? And they're like, well, you know, maybe not, but it's better than nothing if it gets sure. contested, so we should do it. She, he's about to walk in. I also did like this moment where she, he goes to the nurse. Like, event, before, he's like, I got to see her. And the doctor's like, you can't go in there. Like, she has an infection. If you have a cold or whatever, you're going to fucking ruin this. You can't go in there. Hours later, he's like, I have to go in because I have to get her to sign this paper or whatever. He goes to the nurse. What do you have to do? Dump me in alcohol. Put one of those hazmat suits on me. I don't care. I have to go in there. And she's like, okay, you got to wash your hands really well and put on a mask. And Bradley Whitford's like, what? what? Like, yeah. You could have told me to wash my hands three fucking hours ago, like whatever. And she's like, you want to fight with me or do you want to go in there? And I'm like, I'll wash my hands. But yeah, what the fuck? That's all it took this whole time. His wife's on fucking death's door. Yeah. No one mentions that he could just scrub his hands a little and bit. And go in there. Yeah. Uh, so he go like. But he, again, another DMV nurse. Yeah. Just a, a sassy, percent. mean nurse <laughs> in a fucking very sensitive job. Where she has to deal with people with trauma. Right. And just kind of a bitch. Kind of a cunt about it. (laughs) But yeah, like that's that's the procedure for a septic, like terrible infection is you just wash Wash your your hands, hands, put put on on a mask. mask. Uh, so he's like, he washes his hands, puts on a mask. He goes to, he's about to walk in the door and the doctor's like, I got to talk to you for a minute. And like 
they get that like shot like of through like two yeah like doors. Sarah Paulson's like watching him yeah, go. And, like, go like and like he's got the papers in his hand and like his arms go down to his hips and then the next shot it's is a just, commercial break it's a commercial break so like that's the moment where the doctor is where he's being told from the doctor like she's dead yeah. sorry yeah then the next scene is he walks into the room. I swear she's, to you, she has eyeshadow on. Yeah. She hasn't broken a fucking sweat. <laughs> she she's looks just, fine. She's been dying for like seven hours. <laughs> she's just laying in bed. She kind of like, she wakes up. She's like, oh, hi. Like, yeah. yeah. And he's, she's fine. She's, like, she's not you? even like hooked up to anything. Not a like, monitor. There's no not like a, IV. Nothing. Just not, in a bed. And whole, like, it looks like a hotel room. Yeah, like, yeah. It's fine. And like, to the They point shot where, that in the hotel room where... Like they, they were getting ready to fly out of LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. They and and literally like the whole thing is like she like I don't know if these papers are going to be good because she's so out of it. On yeah, the drugs. and she's fine. She literally this is she's like I don't remember what happened. And he's like this will help jog your memory. And he like shows her the baby. Uh, and he's, she's like, oh, that worked. I remember everything now. Like, she yeah. goes, she's like, the baby and then, in the engagement ring. And she's she, like, yeah, oh, oh, I'm now I know. Yeah, yeah. and then she's like, I'm oh, dying. It's so small. <laughs> it's so fucking schmaltzy. She's like, go in my. Go in my bag. Oh, my God. Because she already has the adoption papers ready for him to sign. Uh, And he's like, how did you know I was going to ask you to marry me? And she's like, I didn't. I just hoped you would. And And the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. She's like, well, when did you, when did you, like, start hoping that or whatever? He's like, you remember when we first met? (laughs) That's when I was like. Fuck this show. I wrote fuck this show very hard. That's when I was like, these two fucking deserve each other because they are (laughs) fucking crazy people. Like, at first I was like. Amanda Peet, why are you going out with Bradley Whitford after he was a total fucking creep and wouldn't take no for an answer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now I'm like, oh, you are also insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes this sense. This is what right? crazy people do. You drew up adoption papers for yeah. a dude that you been dating for like three weeks. What? I don't understand. Uh, yeah. I hope that like next, if she was supposed to live next season, would be their messy divorce. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. there's no fucking way. It comes back from the break, and they they're that. already divorced. Like it happened <laughs> over the break. Like I don't fucking know what we were thinking. Uh, I literally thought like I wrote it down too that like oh this is some sort of like dream, dream. sequence or yeah. something. Right? It felt it was so jarringly schmaltzy, schmaltzy, and out of nowhere and completely contradicting to, to contradictory to. Everything that's led up to that moment. My other favorite. Like, oh, this is gonna like cut back to him like just finding out she's dead. And, right. Like, the fucking papers are falling to the ground or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, or just something. He's just like holding that ring all sad. But no, it's just is it's what just it what is. It is. And then like it goes from there to them rescuing the brother. Yeah. Right? The next thing is well, the brother. I do want to say something about that scene though in the in the uh, hospital, hospital yeah, slash yeah. hotel yeah, yeah. room. Um, a really funny thing about it to me is that there is a doctor standing there the whole time, and like he's like they're like butler now like he like <laughs> he gets he like gets the papers gets for the them for and then he like brings them a pen and then there's one part where they kiss and they're about to kiss and then it just cuts to that doctor <laughs> and he's just like sort of like like has like a thin smile on his face and it's like what is what is happening like why it's just really funny to me. Yeah, like, yeah, the for staging sure. of That's that scene hilarious. is like so it is, silly. It is great that he does like go to the ba- get the bag yeah. and then the ring and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and then he's just like they cut to him when they're when the couple is kissing, just like 
I did good work today. Like, what's going on? Like, why? <laughs> why do we want to know what that doctor thinks about this? Like, it's so strange. For sure. Um, but yeah, so it cuts literally directly from that to, well, then it cuts to, I think, Simon and Stephen Weber. And Talking. Stephen Weber yeah, has yeah, the yeah. epiphany of, you shouldn't apologize. I made them do that before, but I'm a good guy now. Like, it's supposed right, to be right, like, right, I'm right, one right, of them. Right. Which, like, no, if you're good at your job, you make him fucking apologize. He should apologize. Can, can we talk about apologies in general? And then in, in relation to the show in particular, yes. there's this thing of like comedians should never apologize. Uh, one, particularly in the case of this show, he said a thing he didn't mean exactly. in a moment of anger. Exactly. That's specifically when you should apologize, right? right? Uh, when you can't stand behind what you thing, said right? and you don't like, want to. I just made a, like, uh, I was angry. Yeah. I snapped. I'm under a lot of pressure. He even says all of those things except not being willing to apologize. Well, this is the perfect moment to apologize. Yeah, that's what apologies are for. May I also add this? And all this, like, never apologize hysteria. How about just do it and don't mean it? Like, you just don't have to mean it, right? <laughs> yeah. Why is the world above lying all of a sudden? <laughs> like, if I'm ever, I promise you, if, I, if you ever see, if I ever get famous and then you see me on TV apologizing for something, I don't mean it. My <laughs> boss is making me do a thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to do that and I'll just go up there with my fucking fingers crossed. I don't care. <laughs> that, that is like the thing is like, it just seems like a strange, an odd hill to die on. Yeah, for to like, sure. To, to be like, yeah, exactly. Like you can think you can still be like, I don't think what I said was shitty or whatever. But like you, you can think that and still be like, I understand why it's necessary Sorry, for, for me, me to, to like mollify this the crowd because this is a serious like this is a situation I'm gonna yeah. get fired if I don't. Right, and we'll go lie to the public for a little bit. Like I just don't. I feel like there are certain things of like principles that I would get fired for. But yeah, no, but uh, at, being asked to apologize is yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. not far low on the list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very not a big deal. Uh huh. Yeah, and and most honestly, like. I like the interactions with him and with Simon and Stephen Weber a lot in these episodes only because I love Stephen Weber and yeah. Simon's fine in yeah. these moments. Uh, like there's one moment where like I feel like Stephen Weber knew the show was coming to an end and he's like, I need a big actory moment, <laughs> which I haven't really had. He's kind of been like, as much as I love him in that character, he's one note-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but a good note. But, like, he's talking to Simon, and they're, like, going back and forth about these apologies and blah, blah, blah. And eventually, like, somehow he starts talking about, like, McCarthyism. Yeah. <laughs> and the guys, like, you like the, you don't know their names, the people that worked on the networks and whatnot. Like, yeah. you don't know that. Like, we can't go back and ask them what what's going through their minds because no one knows who they are. But, like, he starts, like, getting choked up and, yeah. like, almost tear crying. And I'm like, this, I mean, you're good at that? Like, that looks real? But it doesn't make sense it's here odd. at all. Yeah, yeah. it's very it's out odd. of nowhere. It's just very strange. <laughs> and that's the moment where he eventually turns and is like, "Yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have that's to apologize." That's his epiphany. Yeah, 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 yeah. At which point Simon's like, "Okay, I'll go apologize now." Yeah. He's a fucking dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then they do this weird thing where they're like joke boxing joke with each other. He's holding his fist like the Notre Dame mascot. <laughs> like he's like what Aggie or one of these. Like it's so ridiculous. It's so strange. And then so that gets interrupted by Something's going on with Nate Cordry. Yeah. And they go find out that like it's supposed to actually initially they they run because Nate Cordry's gonna pull the trigger on sending in the K and R right. guys. Right. Uh, and that gets interrupted by the Air Force guy going, Hey, I got a phone call for you. Uh, it's your, I'm not it's your, gonna tell you what it is yeah, yeah, for yeah, five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's your brother. He's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's, but there's also a thing that I haven't quite understood with that whole kidnapping ransom story this whole time, which is they're not holding him for ransom. 
Yeah. There, this is he's a prisoner of war for well, like things that, for the government to get out. I mean, so, they keep referring to it as like the ransom is ending the war, but it's right. like that's just a war. That's a prisoner of the war. war thing. Right. Of, of course. <laughs> but, to, but my point being, they're all talking about like it's going to cost all this money. Right, gonna, right. They're basically going to go buy him back. Yeah. And like Stephen Weber's going to kick in money and Deads and Deal Hughley and Matt uh, yeah. and Matt Perry. Like, and I do like those moments with Stephen Weber very much where he's like going to. He's like, I got to find a bank that's open, like, immediately. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah. I'm all in on this money. They don't want money. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, walk up with $10 million. They don't, they're not going to let the guy go. They don't want him. Well, that I mean, they have a lot of arguments about that. Because, like, they, they're like, well, th- this will fund them. Because they also are, like, heroin dealers right. and stuff. Sure. So they're like, sure. we might be able to get them with money. But they are acting like it is a foregone conclusion. That and that there's money. a set amount. Right. Which yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. not yet. Like, yeah, you haven't spoken one word to them about money. I don't yeah. understand where this is coming from. Uh th- <laughs> I do. There are moments where I feel like Stephen Weber. I'm just on a Stephen Weber kick. There's moments the where best. I feel like Stephen Weber is like intentionally written as the voice of reason, where he just says like the thing that's like an obvious response. There's a moment where like Bradley Whitford and Matthew Perry both say the same thing, shortly removed from each other. Bradley Whitford says to the doctor when he finds out about the infection, he's like, "How is it this woman's come to a hospital and now she gets sick?" And then like and Matthew Perry later says the same thing. And when they say this, Stephen Weber, Stephen Weber's because it's a building full of sick people. Like, <laughs> like, he says that, like, yeah, right. Yes, this That's is where germs live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's another moment later, like in the flashback, where they're like, "By the way, I love." So the sketch airs and. Uh, there's a Stephen Weber brings him into the office and he's like, "You got to listen to this." And he starts playing them something from like a morning drive radio, <laughs> right? And it's uh, Martin Sheen. It's, is it Martin Sheen? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I, did, I had yeah, no yeah, idea. Yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> and he's like going off on them about like going off on the sketch and how unpatriotic it is. Yeah. And blah blah blah. And they eventually like, and it's kind of funny to me. And I don't know why, but like. He plays them a very long amount of the show, <laughs> yeah. where like Matthew Perry's like, why are like four times I think he keeps going like, why are we still? Like, Shh, no, just just keep listening. Yeah, like it just keeps happening. Uh, that is it, sort of a funny like like beat of like it goes of, too long, way too like, long. Uh, but I kind of like I like imagining that Stephen Weber is like doing that on purpose. Yeah, in just that, to like, fuck that with them. Just to fuck with them. Just to be like, I can shush you. I can do this. I'm your boss. You're gonna listen to ten minutes of this fucking terrible radio show. Uh, at which, and then eventually, which, which, and like they're like, uh, he keeps getting to these beats where like. Uh, he's like he's on the foo list yeah. uh, and it's, that's the friends of Osama list yep. it's like this jingle that they have uh, which by the way I was like that's really funny to me like I don't know why but the, <laughs> like, it's so perfectly realistic to what shitty drive time radio is yeah, yeah. that like, I was like oh that's perfect like that's exactly what they would do uh, and they're gonna and he's like alright they're, they're like they, the radio show promotes like a, a boycott of anybody who sponsors the show which is what's making the sponsors nervous or the salespeople nervous, which is why they have to apologize. Yeah. Uh, and Matthew Perry's like, I'm apologizing for anything. This is crazy. Bradley Whitford says, I think we're I, I think we're jumping to a worst case scenario here before it actually happens. And Stephen yeah. Weber's, Weber's like, Yeah, one of my jobs is to see things happening before it becomes the worst thing it can possibly be. Right. Like that's my job, <laughs> is to see the worst case scenario ahead of time and avoid it. I yeah. don't know what he's talking about. I just love those moments of Stephen Weber just being like, Yeah, I'm the only one here who's not a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, though he he really is great at that, and that's I feel like that's why he gets all the funny lines is because like 
he's the only one written in a way that is like at all how a person with that job would act. For like, sure. No one else is doing their jobs at all. These people <laughs> should all be fired. Um, speaking of which, we are being led through yet another Sarah Paulson, Matt Perry story Ugh. here that just will not fucking die. And it's like, it's the same. It's interesting. Cause like these episodes, it's like, there's all this like stuff that's so high stakes. And yet there's also all this stuff that feels like so rote and routine. And mm. like, why is this in the season finale? Because it's the same fucking argument. Like, it's just it's just so strange right. to me that like like the like the thing with the flashback where it's like oh we're arguing about the sketch that doesn't really seem like that big a deal and then like oh we're having our like relationship problem that it's really been going on the entire time right. and there's that it's so strange to me like at the end when they kiss and it's and then everyone steps out of the where were they where were, why were they watching okay we, I'm gonna jump backwards before <laughs> oh, we go, get to that moment it. real quick. There's a moment in the flashback where I got legitimately angry at Sarah Paulson, uh, and I felt a little like men's rights activity in my <laughs> anger. Uh, not that I believe that, but I like in I, that I, moment, when I got that anger, yeah. then I was like, "Oh, that's a little gross," but not really. And I stand by my anger, and here's what happens: He walks into his office. Matthew Perry walks into his office. She's there, and like uh, she's still going after him about cutting the sketch. The whole thing is about trying to get him to cut the sketch. But she's got her feet up on his desk, and he's like, "You got you got your feet on my desk." And she says, you used to have a lot more of me on, my, on your desk than just my feet. Uh, you're fucking Luke. Stop yeah. flirting with Matthew Perry. Yeah. Is that unreasonable? No. Like, you're being a shitty gr- person right now. You know he still likes you. Yeah. You're, you're leading him on while you're still banging the other dude. Like, you're being a bad girlfriend yeah, and too. a bad ex-girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it really, and a bad it really... fucking co-worker. Yeah, you're like, bad on all levels. Gross. Yeah, yeah. Gross. Knock it off. Also, this has nothing to do with that, but there's a moment in, uh, I want to get back to about Stephen Weber, and it means nothing, <laughs> but it's such a thing that made me laugh really hard so uh matthew perry eventually realizes he's like they go they find out that wes is going to apologize for them matthew perry says i'm quitting um bradley whitford goes to Stephen weber to be like we've got to do something about this matthew oh, perry yeah. just quit he's the only one writing the show yeah even with uh, we just find out by the way that even with a full writing staff yes. which they had back then 30 people in that room he's the only one writing the show uh Stephen Weber doesn't give a shit. And to elicit how little of a shit he gives, the whole time he's talking to Bradley Whitford, <laughs> he's, he's eating a salad with, with chopsticks. chopsticks. It's the... What? But it's such a great choice <laughs> it is. of Stephen Weber to just be doing that. And, and like, I think, He's like, like talking with lettuce stuck in his <laughs> cheek. Just doesn't give a fuck. I noticed that. And like, <laughs> I don't know if he also has his feet up on his desk or if yeah, he just yeah, like yeah. emotionally <laughs> has his feet up on his desk. But it is like, yeah, like... Chopsticks. Yeah, it's like, such it's a so, weird choice. But it and it's works. Not, like it's, he's not even eating it. Like if he was eating it out of like a Chinese food container. Yeah, no, I'd be no, like, no, oh, no. I just don't it's know a, what the food it's is. It's a bowl it's of a salad. Clear plastic bowl of salad, <laughs> and he's eating with chopsticks for no reason. Oh, it made me laugh so hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is like really fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. He does. He doesn't give a shit at all. No, and like, and he like, <laughs> does, like, he like flat out says like, yeah, I don't care. He's like, this is his Studio Sixty is a restaurant with good location. He'll it's be back. Gonna be fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh so yes yeah, so, so sarah paulson and fucking matthew perry are fighting then and they're fighting now but now they like there's oh there's a point in the hospital where like she says to bradley whitford it's like after bradley whitford gets like the kid's fine or whatever and bradley and she says like i love 
I've loved him. He's the only one I've ever loved, but I don't think that's enough. And Bradley Whitford's like, what, are you crazy? Of course that's enough. He loves you, blah, blah, blah. You're the only one he ever loved. And then he says, like, you know he's been writing the show high. <laughs> yeah. We go back to that bullshit pill storyline. She's like, what? What do you mean? Like, on what? And he's like, pills and vodka, but I, <laughs> but I think whatever's around. No, just pills and vodka. And also, may I add, not even vodka. Haven't seen him drink once nope. this whole time. Just three pills, as best three as pills. I can tell. Uh Fuck, he's been running the show high. What are we ever going to do? No one in the history of television has ever <laughs> written comedy high. How can we possibly do that? That's what completely sets her on the, like, I have to go save him. Right. Like, I have to make this right or whatever. Which, again, just, like, more evidence that they are a fucking terrible couple. Yeah. That, like, she's like, I now I now he needs me. Right. Like, I've, these people really are gross monsters. codependency. Exactly. And, like, oh, he's, he's high because I left him. Yeah. The yeah. solution to this isn't him growing the nope. fuck up it's me getting back with him like yeah. also this he's is not high bullshit. anymore that's, that's true. already done he gave that sh- there's no stakes he did he did also yeah this was this is still the same night where he's like i've quit two hours yeah, ago yeah, yeah. by the way we have completely forgotten this is all like four hours apart like there's been no yeah. time going on yeah such a weird fucking timeline of the show uh so then they meet up and they're like in she's like, like the wings of the stage, stage. and she says like have you have you been hot, getting high or whatever and he's like yeah and she's like i appreciate you telling me the truth and she slaps him again another, another example of Sorkin you just, cannot slap you people. can't just hit people you monsters <laughs> uh and she's like why didn't you tell me and then he actually has a line of like you know when you're getting high you don't tell a lot of people yeah <laughs> uh which I was like, all right, yeah, fine. That's the only reasonable Fair. thing about his junkieism. That's not really junkieism. Uh, but then they have that shitty debate of like, like she's she's like, well, we can't date because we're I'm on the show. Like you always said, like you can't be my boss and and date me. And he's like, yeah, I think I was wrong about that. And then one by he literally goes to like he's like, hey, uh, Hank or whoever the yeah, announcer guy like, is. Actually, actually a beat I enjoyed very much too, <laughs> where he's like, Hank, you have a problem if I go out with Harriet? And Hank's like, huh? Like just <laughs> completely out of it, doesn't care. I was like, all right, that was pretty funny. <laughs> At which point, then the rest of the cast all walk in from like presumably four feet away. Like they're yeah. all just in the they're shadows. Working. They've been listening to this whole that's, conversation. I, re- I really wanted one of them to be like, "Yeah, that's fine." Also, uh, you're on pills. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're hi- you're getting high though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> like, you heard presumably you heard that part of the conversation too, and you're all like cool have. with it. Like, not uh-huh. not an issue. And then they all walk out, and like one by one, he's like, Is it cool if I go out with Harriet? And they're like, Oh, yeah, it's fine by us. And then they go to the Gina, it's like, Is it cool if I go out with Harriet? She's like, Can I still sleep with him? And he's like, No. And he's like, Okay, well, then I guess I'm banging Anthony now, or whatever. I don't know why she has to just She's, fuck somebody. Because it's so that's weird. her only role on the fucking show, is to be like the whore. They like, actually. <laughs> she they, knows it. She's like, Man, yeah, I'm the whore on the Aaron Sorkin show. Because I'm fucking the guy from uh, Kids in a Hall now. <laughs> And even he was like, "Oh, okay." Like he's even so they're all out of it. Uh, I there's a in that Granted, moment. They've had a long night for sure. <laughs> in that moment, they give fat guy and Nick Cage guy names that I've completely forgotten. <gasps> they name them. <laughs> they go like Adam, Steve, or whatever their names are. Are you guys okay with us banging or whatever? Uh, but I literally don't. I give so little of a shit about those characters. I heard their names like, "Oh, names." I should probably back it up and write down the nah, fuck it, I don't care. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, this is all they've done in about six episodes. Right. Like, is be in this in this one scene where they give the main characters permission That's to bang. A thousand percent accurate. Uh fucking Nate Cordry's girlfriend has been nowhere near Nate Cordry for nope. four episodes. Nope. 
you maybe they bring back the hilarious crying gag and people yeah, not you, understanding yeah, you can't crying. Oh my god! And like, but only Timothy Busfield can translate "crying girl" or whatever. It was fucking terrible. Uh, then, then Bradley Whitford comes in and gives them like a little speech that's very poorly written and boring. Yeah. Like if you're <laughs> gonna end this show on a kind of rally the troops, basically it's like we did an okay show tonight. Tomorrow we start on a better show. It's kind of the premise and the idea of being like, all right, you know, we've gotten through this, but the show has to move on. We've got to get forward. We're going to get better. We're a full writing staff and blah, blah, blah. But, like, that's as much effort as he has put into – as much effort as I just put into making up that speech is as much effort as yeah, Tolkien apparently Yeah, that's, like, what it sounds like. Writing the speech. There's no energy. No one really cares. It's, like, just sort of done. And it's the fucking end. It's the series finale. I guess. They knew that. <laughs> I think it is, like, I think he – I'm wondering, like, what episode do you think he threw in the towel on this show? Oh, if I had if I had a guess, I'd say two. No, that's a lie. I would uh, say I like would, fourteen or fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, yeah. I would, that's about right. I say that's about right. Fourteen or fifteen is when he was like, like, "This is not. I yeah. can't tie this up. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, not yeah. it's not going to happen anywhere." And that, but like, it's so anticlimactic, and in a way of like, that's not subtle or nuanced or no. anything. It's just sort of ends. It's just an ending. Yeah. It's literally the end is them. So there's there's that speech and then everybody else leaves and Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford are like Bradley, Matthew Perry's like I'm going to my office to work and she he's going Bradley Whitford I'm going back to the hospital and Bradley like, go go home you need to get some sleep and he's like you're not going home or whatever. And then in the grossest Bradley Bradley Whitford's like hey I love you man don't take it the wrong way. No he's like don't take it the wrong way but I love you and he's like how did you take it? It's like, I take it as meaning that you were gay and you want me. It's like, ugh, why? Is this Because they're comedy writers. It's so unfunny. Yeah, I know. Is that offensive? That's why it's like... It's not offensive. I'm like, I'm like that's not like homophobic. It's obviously it's ironic or whatever. It's just dumb and boring and yeah. not funny. Uh, and, also, and then like, Matthew... Yeah, go ahead. I just... The, the, I feel like that also sums up like the way that their relationship has been treated, where it's yeah. like... There's, there's nothing really to demonstrate that they have this like bond like right. they talk to each other a lot but i just feel like it's not like i don't know like I, i'm thinking of like west wing and and things like that sure. where you have like you know you have like sam and toby and like all yeah, these yeah, like yeah, all yeah. these characters Good that have these like sort of like symbiotic working relationships that are very very deep or like sure. the president it should it should honestly be like uh the president and leo right is what bradley whifford mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. perry should be for sure and you don't feel that at all at all like nothing it's like and so it's just this like tacked on like oh right this is supposed to be we're we're supposed to be emotionally connected i love you i guess yeah yeah yeah. right like there's no none of that sort of like you don't get the sense that they like really believe in each other or like support each other that i felt that at all is in the flashback where bradley whifford is like announces he's gonna quit so like he leaves that he leaves matthew he leaves uh stephen weber's office he sees sarah paulson they're walking back to his office like matthew perry quit uh, she explains what happened. He explains what happened, and like he's like, "So you got to figure something out because I'm quitting too." And she's like, "You couldn't have solved that in the last two minutes or whatever." And he's like, "I didn't need the whole two minutes." Or yeah. And he goes off on this thing about how like I stood in Stephen Weber's office and I said, "Screw patriotism and screw friendship and whatever." And then I referred to him as a franchise. And then he's like, "And Matthew Perry fought like would stand would take bullets for anybody here, yeah. whatever." And now I'm going to stand by him since he would stand by us. But it still kind of felt like. 
he wasn't doing it because of Matthew Perry as much as he was doing it because he didn't like who he's become. Yeah, like it's like his own personal pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he felt bad. Like he didn't like being a person that would say screw friendship yeah. more than his actual friendship. Like right. that was more important. So, right. Yeah, it, it just didn't feel real. And then, ugh, that fucking the goddamn worst. So he le- like <laughs> the, he leaves and then Matthew Perry goes into his office and he looks at that stupid fucking clock and he like turns Oh my up. God, I forgot that that's the last shot. The last shot. And it's like the clock says above, which I didn't even notice till just now. It's like a Groucho Marx, Groucho Marx quote of like, yeah. uh, time flies like an arrow, fruit flies like a banana. Yeah. So whatever. It's perfectly fine. My Groucho Marx joke. And then he like flips on a switch and he's like, I'll get the best of you yet or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. Line is. I'll make a friend of you yet. I'll make yet. a friend of you yeah. yet is the line. And then that's it. That's, that's the, the end. end of the show is that stupid clock counting down from six, uh, six days to 15 hours. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure but i don't think there's a show next week yeah (laughs) i'm just being honest i honestly don't think there's a show next week so why (laughs) this fucking yeah i like and it it, that's how i feel now like wrapping up this episode felt like how the season ended which is just like huh like what okay yeah I i feel like i have no sort of like overarching thoughts about this series except that I wouldn't have complained so much at the beginning had I known no, no, yeah. where it was going. <laughs> Man, if this show had stuck at what the beginning was, which was at least attempting to be about it, the behind the scenes of a television show, I probably would watch a second season. Yeah. I think I would too. Yeah. I would have been like up the Steven Weber, yeah, up yeah, yeah. the Nate Cordry. Right. Um, and they probably would have figured out to do that on their own. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. And then I'd have been fine with it. But now it's like, like the. I feel like what you're saying about he gave up around 14, 15. That's about right. And that's a prop, That's about where it became not at all about a television show. Yeah. There was, or even a television network. At least there, there was still like the FCC or whatever. There was still right. stuff there happening. There was stuff about, like. Uh, about uh, television production going on. And I also like wonder sort of like structurally. Like, okay, so I've been watching a lot of The Good Wife. Sure. I and love The Good, Good Wife. Wife. It's great. Uh, new season starts, I think, this week. Yep. I'm very excited. Uh, I love it. Uh, best thing about that show, guest stars. Sure. Um, all the best guest stars in the world. But, okay, so that show, what that show does that's kind of interesting is it's predominantly a procedural about courtroom battles. Right. Courtroom drama, law firm drama. Yeah. Um, they have multi, they usually have one season long arc, then they'll have a few multi episode arcs, but at its heart every episode is basically begins a and procedural. There's a story that begins and it's, ends in There's a episode. case yeah. that they're working on right. and that gives it some kind of backbone. Right. And I feel like this show sort of started that way and right. then lost its backbone. A hundred percent. And like, I, f- I would have, like, honestly, like, we're comedy people, we probably would have been happy if it were just a procedural about a comedy show. show. For like, sure. we would have liked that. For sure. But I get why that's not necessarily for a everyone. Bi- uh, for a big like enough audience a for, good yeah, idea yeah. to make a primetime network show about sure but if you have that as your backbone and then you have your season long arc and then you right. have your sort of you can taper off it you can hang off of it exactly for sure. and like it sort of did that at the beginning like yeah. the even like the two part like the perump one is like okay it's still about the show like and they're doing this little like bottle episode sort yeah, of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah like i think somewhere i'm halfway through it just like lost anything to hang its hat on and it was just throwing everything at us and it's so it's such an easy framework to have right since you're making a you're making a show every week about a show that's making a show every week right so you always have that framework of making a show every week right and they just gave up on that immediately there were so many episodes that were like two episodes about one episode of the show that yeah. I, was like, I don't why like yeah it, i don't understand like this timeline anymore and like why these I, episodes are two i have episodes. to tell you i have no idea how like 
are we halfway through a season of Studio 60? Yeah. We're not, I don't think, because they made it through the Christmas break. But then, where? like, I don't know, are we at the end of a season? Yeah. I have no where idea how we? many episodes have actually aired of the show. Maybe eight? Something like that. I don't, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, the, the timeline of the show is wildly confusing. Yeah. Uh, but it's fucking done. We did, we did it. We did it. We've watched 22 hours <laughs> of this. Damn. Or I guess more like 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, still. Yeah. But still, it's a lot. That's a lot of a mediocre television <laughs> a show. Fucking thoroughly mediocre I, I am interested, though, because, like, people i've been telling people we were watching this and a lot of people whose opinions i respect a lot mm. about television right. said that show has an incredible pilot like they really really like the pilot mm-hmm. i didn't really when we watched it yeah, but yeah. now that i've seen how bad the show was <laughs> i'd be interested to go back, go back and, and try watch to it. like maybe give it another chance and sure. like look at it and see where the show could have gone right. if it wasn't what it was which was i wonder if those people had also seen newsrooms pilot since it's essentially identical yeah <laughs> like maybe they were like oh it is a good pilot let's use it twice yeah well uh, did you also notice that his, the season finale is the name of the season finale of uh west wing and what's the other show he did was it sports night sports night, sports night and west wing all have the same what kind of day it has been oh uh, yeah is yeah, the season yeah, finale yeah, yeah. of one of those episodes which i feel like is the only reason it's not knr part four <laughs> because there's no other reason for it to be right 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 but anyway do you have any final thoughts on uh, i fucking if you've watched along with us awesome thank you for god that god bless you god I'm bless sorry. you if you haven't don't don't bother. I would say don't bother. I would not recommend it. I, I would if you're curious about if you're curious about it, I would watch the first like two. Sure. And then if you're into it, watch up until like eight and then and, stop. Watch up until you stop giving a fuck. Like yeah. honestly, I can say that. Because if I like I would have watched the first seven or eight episodes easily. Like I was yeah. like, oh, I'm into this. But I definitely if I wasn't making this show, I would have stopped. Yes, I would have through. I think I would have stopped around seven or eight also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. yeah, so if you're if you're curious, watch until you lose interest, you definitely will. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Anything you want to plug? Um when's this coming out? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm going to be in New Orleans for Hell Yes Fest this weekend. Nice. I have a show at the Hi Ho at 10:30 on Friday and New Movement at I believe nine on Saturday. HellYesFest.com. You can find me there and look at my shows. Awesome. Uh, if you're in Austin next week, October 15th, I'm opening for Ben Kronberg at Spider House. That'll be a fun show. Uh, November Houston, I'm playing Whatever Fest with Doug Benson and TJ Miller, a bunch of awesome comics and bands and all kinds of great shit. So come out to that. Otherwise, hey, if you like the show, go to iTunes. Give us a rating. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, the next show. We are going to do another one of our one-offs next week, uh, our pilot pilots. So we're going – please go on YouTube. Find the pilot for uh, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins, the TV show. There's an oh. 80s movie they made a, tried to make a pilot for. Uh, oh. Wildly racist, yellow face. It's really embarrassing, but watch that. And also the pilot for the uh, starring Brandon Lee, Kung Fu, The Next Generation. Uh, they made a pilot for and did not last either. I'll be doing that show next week. Following that, that's a one-off episode. We will be doing The Lone Gunman, the Ooh. X-Files spinoff, just in time for the new relaunch of X-Files. Uh, so watch the Lone Gunman. They're all on YouTube. I'll be doing that with Bob because Ravi. So it's gonna be a really fun show. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.